What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to Wrestling with Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. Check me out all over social media, most all the popular platforms. Wow, what a fun topic this is going to be. Project 2020. It was a part of the initial hobby boom in the first part of 2020, and there is a lot that I think people can learn from this on both perspectives, both the positive and the negative, and how you can take that and apply it to your hobby journey going forward into the coming years and the rest of your life if you stick with it. For those of you unfamiliar with Project 2020, Top selected 20 artists and had them create their own versions of 20 of the most iconic Tops baseball rookie cards. And these were not just any artists. They were major artists with varying styles of art and backgrounds. You had graffiti artists. You had tattoo artists, jewelry makers. We had it all. When I first saw these cards from an image and aesthetic perspective, I knew I had to have some. They reminded me so much of the crazy art style of cards that I had gotten used to as a kid in the mid-90s, early and mid-90s. And they featured baseball legends that I grew up watching. King Griffey Jr., Tony Gwynn, Frank Thomas, Don Mattingly. Joe, those are just to name a few. Those guys were all staples in my junk wax era baseball card collection growing up. So all the nostalgia was rushing back with these. And initially, I thought there might be some crossover appeal and bring some new eyes to the cards. But in the end, I think Project 2020 maybe attracted different types of eyes than what I expected, and maybe for the worse. I think this started with the Ermsey Mike Trout card that's very popular. Once people started seeing the secondary markets on this card and then a few others that came, either came before it or just shortly after it, the people just all bets were off they were flocking to it flocking to everything project 2020 buying everything they could stacking up buying multiple copies of every card even the pre-orders of these cards were being flipped that's the first time i'd ever seen pre-orders so you're taking a chance as a buyer and both as a seller because as we know tops ended up getting backed up on these things and you know all bets were off like i said so to speak with project 2020 at this point but just as you would expect, the market was flooded. Once we hit a print run of the Keith Shore, King Griffey Jr. card of 99,177. Like, just consider that. You know, people want to talk about junk wax era. Well, here we are again, almost. It's just madness. This is really when I feel like we started to see major issues. We had the eBay returns that I spoke of, both on the cards and the pre-orders. People are returning cards because they saw the values weren't what they thought they were when they were initially putting that investment in. This is also when we started seeing eBay supporting more of the buyer's side of these cards. And we see this to this day, you know, people who are prospecting on sports cards, if they have an injury, the, pro the prospect doesn't turn out on, you know, making money now, quick flip, they'll just say, hey, uh, there's a scratch on the card, or I changed my mind. Like the excuses I've seen for people returning things on eBay is nuts. But you know what? eBay continues to support that. Hopefully that's something they'll change down the road, but we'll see. But anyways, this is a prime example of when I talk about people holding onto the bag, so to speak, getting stuck with product that you don't really like, that you don't really care for, just because you were trying to make a quick buck. People were forced in this situation to either unload these things below cost or just hang on to them and you know see what happens in the future. Now, from a collector's perspective, I think these are really cool. I still think they're cool. 
people collect in different ways, as we know. Maybe in this set, you could be an artist collector, maybe a player collector. That's one of my favorite things, team collectors, etc. People who wanted to complete entire sets of this maybe had a tough task ahead of them, but, you know, not impossible. While I was able to flip a few of these, I did set out to create a personal collection that was unique to me. And what that ended up being was a complete set of 20 cards featuring one card of each player and each artist represented. So across my full 20 cards, I've represented everybody that was in this Project 2020 release. Before we go on, just a few quick show notes. I want to remind you guys to head over to my YouTube channel and check out Wrestling With Cards videos where I'm talking about a lot of the topics on this podcast in video form and maybe give some different opinions on what you're hearing here and vice versa. So that's why you need to check out the podcast and you need to check out the videos. Also check out my podcast that I'm helping with Worlds Collide featuring Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com. Two different YouTube personalities coming together to talk about all things wrestling cards. And if you really want to show your support for the channel and this show and anything else I'm involved in, head over to Wrestling With Cards on Patreon where you can show your support monetarily, help with content, you know, tell me what you want to see, get involved with the show, come on the show depending on, you know, what level you're buying in at. Also want to give a shout out to Devin Turnus, who was our first patron ever at the ring crew level. Absolutely love it. Love your support. Thank you so much for helping out. Now, I did say I was flipping some. For each one of the cards I ordered, I ordered the advertised bundle. So they had this bundle where you could buy, you know, they released like two at a time and you could buy one of each. And if you bought both in the bundle, then it was a little bit cheaper. So I was just buying the bundle every single day that they released a new card because it was discounted and I figured, you know, here's the deal. I'll sell this second one that maybe I don't want, or maybe I did want it and I keep it. So that's a win-win, but if I didn't want it, I would sell it and maybe flip it for the cost that I could pay for both cards. That was the intent. I wasn't out here saying, Hey, I'm going to buy these project 2020 cards to make these thousands like that Ermsey Mike Trout card. No, that wasn't what I was doing. Just wanting to own the ones I wanted for free or maybe make a small profit, whatever. Well, that didn't quite work out. As of the time of this recording, I have a whole drawer full of these bonus cards that I didn't necessarily want, but I was just buying it because they were in the bundle, like I said. Also, at the time of recording, these things are still selling for under cost, for the most part. There's a few you know, outliers that maybe you're selling for a lot more, and that's based on print run or popularity of the baseball player. But for the most part, they're you know, still not extremely popular on the secondary market. So what do I think of Project 2020 now that it has passed and now that we are in 2021? From a collector's perspective, I still think these cards are very cool and unique. I think they are a must-own if you are a player collector or if you're a team collector or just maybe a baseball historian or just looking to add some cool cards to your collection. And now a quick word from our sponsors. And let's get back into the show. I still think over time that these will go up slightly in value because I think people will discover them later on. And they're going to want to add these to their existing collections or possibly start new ones. Like I said, there's so many ways to collect. And with these being limited print runs, there's only so many out there. They're not going to make any more. So people are going to have to go on the secondary market and have no choice but to pay whatever those prices are. Now, that will depend on the cards, of course. Some having crazy high print runs and others having really low. And some, like that King Griffey I talked about with a 99,000 print run, 
that may never really go up in value. Although we have seen the Allen and Ginter egg and crypto cards go up because it just got a huge surge of investors behind it that said, hey, we're going to all buy into this. Maybe that happens with Project 2020. Who knows? Kind of crazy market we're in, crazy world we're in. But what I really want to mention is what we can learn from Project 2020 as we move forward in the hobby. The thing that I think people can learn that I learned personally from Project 2020 is to not jump on trends expecting to make money. Now, once again, just for the record, I plan to keep the cards that I bought for my PC, hoping to flip the other ones, like I said. But the trend of jumping on what's the next thing, you know, we've seen Pokemon, we've seen Marvel, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Tennis, Golf, Wrestling, whatever it is, it's kind of off the beaten path that people think that they can get in on early. A lot of times, if you don't truly love that stuff, you get caught holding the bag, as I've spoke before. This trend isn't exclusive to Project 2020. We've all seen it. We've even seen it with crypto. We've seen it with stocks like GameStop and AMC. And look, I understand why people want to jump on trends. They, they want that quick buck. They want to be part of something. But also, if you look at the early adopters of these trends, they're the ones making all the money, the ones that got in on the ground floor and when it wasn't popular, when it was low, because that's what they truly believed in, not because someone else was telling them to do it. Those, those followers, you know, if you don't truly love whatever you're getting into, that's where you kind of fall victim to holding the bag. Nothing new to the hobby. It's been going on for years. Everyone is always trying to get on the first thing. Like I said, explode it, 10 exit in value. But it, it seems like the sentiment has just been amplified lately and scaled over the past year or so. But my final takeaway, as far as Project 2020 goes, I think some of the cards will rise over time, as I stated before. I think people will want to go back, collect players, teams, etc., build that collection. But here's another aspect to look at this. What if people are looking at these cards as kind of being part of a craze? They look back at this as a historic moment. And they want to own a piece of that. They want to own something. Hey, I remember when these jumped in value and then all of a sudden next they tanked. What if that raises the value? I don't know. From a financial perspective, here's what Project 2020 taught me personally. I think you need to be better than or you need to be different than. I.e., you need to be a trendsetter on the ground floor or you need to be thinking outside the box at things that literally no one is looking at whether that's because you see an opportunity or because you just truly love whatever that collectible or that investment is. You don't care whether anyone else likes it or not. So both of these categories as the trendsetter or you know the weirdo thinking outside the box, both of those categories have super downside risk because number one, they love what they're into. And number two, they're getting in on a ground floor pricing wise. So they're not spending very much money. So if they get caught you know, having to keep this stuff and not being able to sell it. Well, guess what? They love it, so they don't care. So if you're not better than, and you're not different than, what are you? You're the same. You're equal to. And this is where followers of the trends come into play. Everybody wants to be in the same boat. Well, here's the problem. There's no edge to that from a financial or monetary perspective. There's no, cre creatively, there's no edge. And, you know, you're just the same as everyone else. And you may say, oh, well, I want to be like everyone else. Everybody else is 10x in their money. Here's the problem. When everybody gets on the same boat, the boat gets too full. The boat breaks and sinks to the bottom of the water. Thanks for checking out the episode today. Make sure to follow me on social. Make sure to share the show everywhere you can. Check out all the links to the podcast, Patreon, 
YouTube channel, everything else should be in the show notes. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what you think of Project 2020. Thanks for listening. Until next time, see you.